know, timing is a big part of sports radio. It's a big part of sports. It's a big part of media. Timing is is very important uh, in all parts of life. I'm sure you've heard timing is everything, right? That's why news drops on Fridays. Illegal put out news on a Friday. I think, well, by Monday, people will have moved on to other things. They won't be so upset about this piece of news. They won't be so focused on this piece of news, right? Or, like, I kind of think the PGA and Live, they put this out there and they know that whether this goes through or not, and now we're seeing some reports like, hey, the government might block it, which would be the first time in forever that the government actually stepped in and prevented a big merger. We've seen so many big mergers the last couple of years. Not the point. Right. But the PGA knows that anytime a business, a big brand does something unpopular, they do so knowing that, eh, give it a couple of days, people will move on to other things. Right. We love being upset, but we don't stay upset. Right. We move on. We start to pay attention to other things. Timing in sports radio is massive because this last weekend, the Brewers played the Reds. They had a wraparound series Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday. They won Friday night, won Saturday, won Sunday. And as I'm watching all these games, I said, okay, that's great. But this series will be talked about and will be discussed by the final game of the series. And coming out of the Red series, what do we talk about? Well, they can't hit lefties. They got shut out 2-0. They won three of four. But the lasting impact and the lasting memory of that series is losing in game four. And then with this Orioles series, they had a really exciting win on Tuesday night. That was great. And they had an awesome win last night. Last night's win will not matter. We won't talk about last night's win, at least in the context of this show, because we had another game this afternoon, which went south at the end in a very frustrating way. So now we're going to talk about you know, today's loss. Just a positivity message, right? Right from the start, right from the get-go tonight. They did win three of four against Cincinnati. I know the series left a bad taste in our mouth and a very familiar script on Monday night. They couldn't hit a lefty, but they won three of four. And then they just took three of four from the Orioles, who are actually not the Orioles we're used to. They're actually not garbage. They're pretty good. So I know they couldn't complete the sweep in either situation, but the series is a whole big picture. It's pretty good. Brewers are playing a lot better this week. I think the overarching takeaway, the, the big picture discussion should be positive. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. I hope you've had a great day so far. I hope you enjoyed the Brewer game this afternoon uh, and some affiliates as the Brewers Radio Network drops off. Going to be joining the show here just a little late. We only missed on about, what, 15 minutes. I want to talk about the Brewers for a while because I think there's plenty to discuss after a nice series against the Reds, a nice series against the Orioles, although a frustrating loss to conclude both series. Plenty to talk about, including... A massive night from Joey Weimer last night. we got to talk about that. I do want to talk a little bit about Game 3 of the NBA Finals. That was last night. Briefly, I don't want to discuss it for an hour unless you guys want to get wet and wild and talk about Michael Malone and, and the Nuggets and Jokic. Like, we can. I don't think that's what everyone wants. So we'll touch on it briefly, and then we can move on. And a special treat tonight for all the Clem heads. Uh, Mike Clemens will join us at 530 to wrap OTAs. Right, because OTA is coming to a conclusion. We had the final media availability for both Matt LaFleur and Jordan Love, and, and we'll get Mike Clemens' takeaways for everything that he heard and, and saw and experienced at uh, OTAs. stands for Organized Team Activities. Different than rookie minicamp, different than mandatory minicamp, different than training camp, the NFL schedule is lost on me. So we'll talk with Mike Clemens a little over an hour. He'll join us at 530-608-796-2558 if you want to call or text the show. I'd love to have you. And as always, I'm on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter any time of day, not just during the show, at Wisco Grant. Brewers got off to a hot start today, and it felt like maybe they were going to cruise to another victory. 
very similar to last night. This is going to be a fun game, and it was going to turn to a party at American Family Field. They scored three runs in the first, all on singles, scoring runs the right way. The right way in capital letters. The right way. Not relying on the big swing. Not relying on uh, launch angle and exit velocity. Just putting the ball in play. Just finding some space. Right? Just fighting. Long at-bats. John Singleton with a little, uh, little poke to left field. We love that. Owen Miller. Single, I believe that was to right field. We love that. Rowdy Telez. RBI ground out to the right side of the infield. Small ball. Outstanding. It was great. The first inning was great. And then the offense didn't do a single thing the rest of the game. And then the bullpen pooped down its leg in the eighth inning. I don't want to overreact to this loss. But I think I'm going to. I'm not. I don't want to. I want to say this. I know I shouldn't. All right. There, there's two wolves in me. There, there's many wolves in all. There's many sides to all of our personalities. There's two sides of me when I do this show. One half of me wants to say what I know is fun and entertaining and going to make for electric radio. I'm going to get people going. And then there's another half of me that's like, well, Grant, that's not right. Uh, don't overreact. Be at least a little bit of a journalist and, and have a little bit of integrity. The fun side of me wants to say right now that I think I've had enough of the Luis Urias experience. But the other half of me is like, Grant, uh, he is a very talented ball player who sometimes makes mistakes, but look at the rest of the roster. If Luis Urias isn't here, uh, you, you want one for 41, Bryce Terang? You, you, who's going to play second base, right? This is a team that's been decimated by injuries. You need all your guys healthy. You need them all available. Yeah, but I also feel like we've been waiting on Luis Urias. He's like, well, he's coming around. He's just about to pop. He's just about to put it all together. And we've actually been doing it for like four years now. Because he was traded. They traded for him in 2019. It was the Trent Christian trade, right? In 2020, it was weird. Everyone was injured. It was the pandemic year. 2021, 2022. We're in year four now, and it seems like we're treating Luis Urias as this young, up-and-coming player. Got to work through some kinks. No, no, no. Bryce Terang and Joey Weimer are working through kinks. Aaron Ashby is working through kinks, although he's injured right now. I, I feel like... What Luis Urias is is kind of what he is. And it, there's moments where you're like, whoa, that's that looks like a superstar baseball player. And I think it's because he's short and swings the bat a lot like Altuve, really fools the eye test. I, I just, I, I've, I've experienced a lot of Luis Urias over the last couple of years. And I, I don't want to say I'm done with him. I, I'm not saying that, but I, I've experienced a lot. And I, you know, if I, if I never watched Luis Urias play again, I, I don't know that I'd lose sleep at night. I know that's really overreactionary. Hit a throwing error in the eighth inning. But it's not like he's lighting the world on fire with his bat. He still doesn't have a hit this year. And sure, he's only played in three games. I know. He only played in the opener against the Cubs. He played on Monday. Uh, he played last night. I guess he's played in, in counting today, he's played in four games. So his, his season has barely got started. But I think I would rather take my lumps with Bryce Terang, honestly. I think I'd rather endure an 0-for-21 stretch with Bryce Terang then continue to ride the Luis Urias roller coaster because I don't know if this roller coaster is ever going to plateau into something real. I think we're just sitting here kind of crossing our fingers all the time that, oh, he's about to put it together. Well, I don't know. It's been four years. I feel like the Luis Urias experience is the Luis Urias experience. That makes sense. It's not like his brother was much better today. Or was he? Was, he was better today, but he struck out a bunch last night. 
Ramon Urias has had a little bit of an up and down series as well. I think he was. I think he had a double. I think he made some plays today. I'm confusing the games of the series. By the way, uh, Luis Urias. Unless you ask Josh Maurer on the Brewers Radio Network, then it's Luis Urias because. Why not say someone's name differently than literally everyone else in the world? 608-796-2558. Duck and Holman says swap trade the Urias brothers. Yeah, do you think they don't us? Let's swap them out. Maybe they won't notice. They're getting ready to fly back to uh, Baltimore. Let's home alone them. When they're frantically packing up to, get, to leave Milwaukee, maybe they won't notice they have the wrong Urias brother. Let's take a three-minute break because the show got started a little bit late. So let's get this break out of the way with. We can come back, talk a little more Brewers. I want to talk about last night's game. I want to talk about Freddie Peralta's great outing, Corbin Burns' great outing. Talk a little bit about the starting pitching and some of the good things that have happened this week in the Red Series and the Orioles Series, uh, despite the Brewers failing to complete the sweep in both instances. Wisco Sports Show, back in three minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. I hope you've had the best day. It's beautiful outside. Got moon tunes in downtown La Crosse tonight, every Thursday night throughout the summer. If you've never got to experience moon tunes, and it is 608 day today, so I can brag about lacrosse a little bit. Although Madison is 608 as well. Going to go take in some live music, Riverside Park tonight. Especially because the Brewers aren't playing, so I don't have a game to worry about tonight. I joked right before that last break, and obviously it's said with a grain of salt. I just, I've, I've got a lot of Luis Urias the last couple of years. And I've bought into him at times. Like, I remember telling David Gasper at the beginning of last year, I said, Luis Urias has superstar potential like I watch him and I'm like there's something I don't know what it is and I think it's just because he he has a batting stance similar to Jose Altuve so I watch him and I'm like there's something there there's some star power there's some style there's there's potential and we very quickly forget that Luis Urias has been here since 2020 right since that that Trent Grisham trade went through after the 2019 season we've been waiting a long time on Luis Urias and I know he just got healthy and I'm I, I completely understand that. I'm not trying to overreact. I just, I think I would rather ride out the lows with Bryce Terrain than deal with Luis Urias, who is liable to throw one into the stands at like any point. Now, there's a lot of positives to talk about from this series. And, I, and I'm bummed that the Brewers lost in the finale today in the way that they did, because that's what we're going to focus on. Instead of Corbin Burns looking phenomenal last night and, and Joey Weimer having a tremendous game. I think he had 11 total bases they were bragging on Valley Sports today. That's a Brewers rookie record behind or right in front of, I think Bill Schroeder was on the list. I saw Casey McGee. So rare air when you're mentioned with Casey McGee. Uh, and Freddie Peralta had a pretty good outing the other night as well. So there's a lot of good things to talk about. And I want to talk about the starting pitching. First, let's talk to Cone Roller, who uh, brought up the, re- uh, not rest versus rust. What was it? Dust versus rust debate yesterday, Cone? Yep, rust versus dust. Wow. And I, I settled that, you know, rust is worse on your car, but dust is kind of a silent killer on the respiratory system. You know, you're constantly changing your air filters. Mm-hmm. You might need to be wearing a mask at some points outside. So, I, I don't know. Well, New, York is, for uh, sure. New York is learning that the hard way right now. They're, they're, they got their COVID masks back on. 
Did you throw away all your COVID masks? I think I, I don't think I have one. So if, if the air was really bad outside, I think I would have to get new masks because I don't think I saved any. I still have a couple, you know, traveling for work. There's still some customers that, you know, require masks and stuff. So, you know, you got you to gotta be compliant if you want to get in there and get a sale. There was really something nice about it. I remember taking a flight in March of 2021. So, like, the pandemic really started to fire up later in 2020. We all freaked out in, in March of 2020, and the pandemic really wasn't kind of alive and well in the United States yet. And I remember flying the next spring. It was Delta, and they would only sell one seat per row and you'd have to wear a mask the whole time and it was great because you literally had every excuse in the world to not talk to every anyone at all like i had my mask on i was in a seat by myself no one bothered me i didn't bother anyone it was actually a, a great traveling experience a little stuffy with the mask but i didn't have to interact with anyone and i really liked that yeah i think it's nice for you know, people our age I, I do feel for the kids a little bit the children mm-hmm. you know there's there's now that they're years behind on education. Their, their social skills aren't developing. So, you know, prayers out to those kids. Yeah. I feel for them. Thank you for thinking about um, the kids. What did you call to talk about now that I've forced you to talk about dust and masks? I wanted to give you credit for coining Weimer Wednesday. Um, you're the first one I heard say that. And clearly it was spoken into existence because, dang, yesterday yeah. that was exciting him. And... If you were to pull it right now, would he be our offensive all-star if one person from this offense had to go to the all-star game? <laughs> you know what's funny is it was a couple nights ago, Joey Weimer had a nice moment, and I'm like, oh, good. He's finally, like, good because he had a lot of rough stretches, a lot of rough at-bats, but they need him because Garrett Mitchell's hurt. Like, they don't really have the option to send Joey Weimer down. Now that Urias is healthy, they, they could afford to send Terang down, who was struggling, you know, save for a couple of bats the other night. And Joe Weimer finally started to have a couple nice moments. And I'm like, oh, good. Yeah, I can get excited. Like Brewers fans, I'm happy for Joe Weimer. The Brewers social media team jumped on the all-star, like pleading for votes so fast. Like Joey Weimer had two good at-bats back-to-back. And they're like, get this man to the all-star game. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, I don't I don't know about all that. It was so funny how quickly the Brewers social media, like their their Twitter account jumped all over that. Yeah, but, you know. That that Twitter account's had its its rough patches through the years, so I guess. seems like they're they're a little better this year. But who would it? Be? I don't know. It, I don't, it's a good question. I don't know. That's the thing. Is like I don't know if there's really anybody totally deserving of an All Star spot. I mean, Devin Williams probably our our lone All Star right now. But you know, Corbin keep pitching like he is. I can see him getting in. Dude. Could be his last All Star game as Brewer. Oh God, I love. I love when sports fans or sports broadcasters or people on Twitter like need to point that out. Like before it before it needs to be pointed out and before anyone's thinking about it, like they need to jump on that trend. Like I remember uh, Celtics Heat, like the the Celtics were down uh, uh, obviously in the series, and people were like, "This could be Marcus Smart's last game in Boston." And I'm like, "Absolutely, no one was thinking about that." But some people are just wired to point that out, and I think you're wired that way because I never would have thought about, "Oh, Corbin Burns' last All Star appearance is a Brewer." But now that's in my mind, so thanks, Cohen. I think it's just the way of coping with uh, the trauma of being a Brewers fan because you don't really see these stars stick around. I mean, it was the same thing with Prince Fielder. You know, we would that last home run derby. We we never got another one with him wearing a Brewers jersey. And you know, I really feel for Prince Fielder. His career got cut short with that nasty neck injury, and uh, he had the makings of a Hall of Famer. 
Well, that's why you. That's why I, I don't begrudge these players for taking all the money when they can. You know, like he went nope. to he went to that's Detroit or he went to Texas to get that money, and then he got hurt. He secured his family. I and we talked about this with Liv yesterday, Cohen. I don't know if you were listening. Like, I have a really hard time bad mouthing these golfers for taking a hundred million dollars because I've never had someone wave a hundred million dollar check in my face and offer it to me. I I, I don't know what that's like. I, I can't rip these guys for that. Yeah, I know. It is funny, some of the backlash with the live golfers move in. It's like, how could they do this? It's like, well, have you ever been offered yeah. multi-hundred of millions of dollars? Mm-hmm. Like, money money talks, like I said yesterday. Yeah. Although it doesn't sing and dance and it can't walk. That's very true. Thank you. Tying everything back to Neil Diamond. Well, I don't know. I, I feel a lot better about the Brewers after the last two series. It just sucks that the finale of both series was kind of a dud. But I, I don't know. You got to see what's the expression, the forest through the trees. Took three or four from the Reds, took two or three from the Orioles, and now you have a really bad A's team coming to town. You can make it a great week. A little more life with the team, a little more energy back at American Family Field. This was needed. I agree. And to close it out, I think Luis Arias' days are numbered as a brewer. I think DFA, if I'm looking into a Jesus. crystal ball, it, it's coming up DFA. Um. Thank you, Cone. I appreciate you. Have a good one. Yeah, you too, Grant. That's Cone Roller. I don't um, I don't know what, what Luis Urias's contract situation, I don't know, options or, or numbers or team control or any of that stuff. I, I'm not saying that they should get rid of him or stop playing him. He's only played like three or four games this season. He got hurt on opening day, missed two months, and now he's barely back. I guess, remember last year and the year before and the year before, and I, I just think that Luis Urias has always been thought of as this developing guy, right? He's getting better. He, we're, we're thinking about the ceiling with Urias, and he's haven't got a lot of ceiling. It's been a lot of the same. It's a roller coaster. You think the roller coaster is about to shoot straight up, and it just never really does. Plus, he's liable to throw one into the stands at any moment in time. Say what you want about Bryce Terang, and you can say that he went 0 for 21 and he had a 1 for 41 stretch. Plays a really good second base, right? And and sometimes that's enough. Like even if you're struggling with a plate, if you can be a lockdown second baseman and, and really sure up that run prevention unit, right, there's great value there. Also, I, I think it's shore up. For the longest time, basically my whole life, I thought it was sure up. Sure up doesn't make sense to me, but I think it is correct. I think it's sure, like S-H-O-R-E. Mike in Colorado, I'll get to your text in a sec. First, we're going to talk to Corey and Marshall. 608-796-2558. What's up, Corey? It's a thirsty Thursday, Grant. Yes, sir. I'm too tired. I'm too tired to drink, honestly, tonight. I don't know. How old are you? What's what's up? I said, how old are you? Oh, easy now but not that i'm only 25 i get it i, I do i've been thinking you're not about, tired i've been thinking about all day you, do you ever have a day where you start you get out of bed and, and you start to pull yourself together in the morning and the only thing you can think about is how excited you are to be back at home after work so you can lay down again that's been my day today i don't know i'm just pooped you know when you get into your mid 40s you do kind of get like that like me like i'm just like man i can't wait to hit the hay but then like in the morning like the dog got me up early this morning and i'm like dragging ass and the wife's like I heard you moaning and groaning about having to get up with the dog and the cats and stuff but mm-hmm. then I got on the bike and got a workout in felt great for the rest of the day so it's a matter of 
it's getting the juices flowing, I think, in the morning. You just got to get over that hump. So you're you know telling me I, mean? I need to get the juices flowing. Okay. Yeah, just get, like, that first beer down, and you'll be like, that's I'm not, ready to go. That's not the same, but I, I know exactly what you mean. What do you think of the Brewers game today? What do you think of the week that they've had? Yeah, I guess I'll get into actual sports topic. So, like, I'm usually the crypt keeper when it comes to the Brewers, and I'm usually Mr. Negative Guy. But pleasantly surprised with Colin Ray's Aria, or however you say yeah. the last name is he was, he was striking guys out. Like, he actually was putting right. guys away. That's why I was like, hey, maybe they'll actually sweep this series, and then Strez likely comes out and does his thing. I don't, you know, you asked why you, or, you know, how long is Urias guy still left on this team? I'm just wondering how long that guy's got left on this team. Um, I uh, realize he's a bullpen arm and he's an arm, but seems like most of the time when he comes out, he's given up like at least one home run nearly every outing. And maybe I'm just, it's just the games that I hear where he's doing it, but I don't know what your thoughts are on that one. Though. I don't know about Strzelecki. Strzelecki has been really good typically when he's been fresh and rested. You can see a big difference with Strzelecki when he's worked too much and when he's on a schedule that that he and Craig Council must have, have agreed is, is right for him. The last couple outings, I felt like Strzelecki's healthy, he's rested, and he's gone out and, and not done so hot, although he didn't get much help from his defense in that eighth inning. That's correct. I don't know. That's First true. of all, don't, don't let don't let the narrative run away. Cone said DFA. I'm getting. I got a tweet here from Jeremy and Scani who says, "Can we give you know Wico like ten at bats before we DFA him? Maybe I never said DFA. Put that on Cone. You can direct all of those tweets to Cone Roller. I just said it's been a couple of years. I've got a lot of Luis Urias time. I don't know if I need that much more. That's what I'm saying. No, I agree with you from that perspective. Like. He's kind of like the, like I said, he's kind of like the Wisconsin potluck. All of a sudden, you're like, hey, this looks exciting. And then it's like, well, this looks kind of boring now. It's not yeah. really doing much for you. A lot you of know? pasta salad. So, mm-hmm. A lot of pasta salad. Like, you got cannibal sandwiches, but you got no pepper and onions. So it's no. kind of like, hmm. That's just meat and bread. That's no cannibal sandwich. It is. That's just. Yeah. Like, then he may as well just make it into a burger at that point. Uh, you know what I, mean? I mean, you're you're speaking truths only here. Corey. I just, I mean, I, again, and I wanted to qualify my Urias take. I'm not saying get rid of him. I'm just like, eh, it just feels like we're walking we're in just circles. Wait, we're watching the yeah, same thing. We're over just and like over. waiting for something to happen here. Exactly. We're waiting for something to happen here. Just walking the circles. Like you said, it's the same track. It's the same. There's no outside run going on here. It's just like an inside run where you're on a stationary bike. Have so, you, uh, do you know what the definition of insanity is, Corey? Have you ever heard this expression before? This is an overused. Oh yeah, doing the same thing over and over oh. again, expecting a different result. That a boy, you philosopher, you. <laughs> oh my god. I'm all about the cliches, Grant. I got tons of them. Okay. They're all stacked up in the head. Oh my god. But yeah, well, have a good uh, good evening there in the cross. It's a great night. There's no smoke coming in from the Canucks, <laughs> and uh, no kidding. I don't know what they're doing up there to put out that fire. It doesn't seem to be too much, but um, they got problems. Yeah. So Appreciate you, Corey. Put it out eventually. Have a good yeah, night. Take it easy. I, uh, I get such a kick out of because I went on Twitter this morning in bed. I did not get up and seize the day. I laid in on bed and scrolled Twitter for a while. So Corey's like, we'll get out and get the juices flowing. I'm sorry. Okay, I didn't do that. And I, I searched Canada. So I'm like, I wonder what people are saying about Canada today. And it's all like. <laughs> like political commentators who are like, Canada needs to figure it out. Or they need to get it together up there. And I just think that's funny. And look, I'm not saying that Canada is the greatest country in the world. I don't know much about Canada and the way that they do things. But like, imagine a Canadian's point of view 
for the last four or five years where they're like watching these wild elections go down and wild protests and we had wildfires in 2020 and all sorts of things going on and the Canadians had to be like wow it's wild down there in the United States and then one thing happens in Canada they have a bad month of wildfires in the United States it's like hey get it together up there Canada's like we've watched you guys go nuts now for years haven't said boo <laughs> in the first the first thing that the Can- Canadians do that annoys us we're like ready to ready to go after them uh, Dave and Monona, really quick before we take a break. What's up, Dave? It was a great day to see. Uh, great day in Wisconsin to see the Brewers get beat. I mean, it's about time, my God. That horrible team just keeps winning and winning, oh, and my oh. horrible team just and my horrible team just keeps losing and losing. Yeah, your but Cubs. Uh, I thought the Cubs would be better. I thought they'd be plucky, and I thought they'd have good fun energy. And the opposite has been true. Yeah, but he talked about the golf. I heard you mention with Cornwaller. You know, it's, now I'm going to use that my favorite cliche, your generation, and here's why. Ooh, yep. Because your generation goes, I'm glad they can make all the money they can make, these players, these high school kids, these, these college players, let them make money. Do you not realize, uh, Cream Corn, and every one of you guys in the 30s, every one of those people who signed up for the live are traitors to the United States of America? Saudi Arabia killed 3,000 people. Yeah. Do I got to remind people? Do I got to remind people they they supported terrorism? Who shot that? Who shot down that damn tower? Mm-hmm. And you guys were going, oh, let them go. Who cares about Saudi Arabia? And then you got a commissioner yeah. who sold out. I mean, Ra- 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 was, it Ra- was it McElroy? I mean, I don't know how that guy. He, he stood up for you. Stood up for all the golfers. Oh and, yeah, Jay, Ma- now, Jay Monahan. Yeah, he, but Rory McIlroy, the oh. golfer, stood. He was very outspoken yeah. against Live too. Yeah, hundred percent. Absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, that guy is not even American, and like American. But these people are ah, let him make the money. And then you got a guy like that guy who who goes in bed with a, a, a country. By the way, guys, every time you go to the gas station, a bitch. There's your, there's one there's one of your blames. And they and they response were three thousand deaths, and we're all. Glor- I, mean, I, I know I'm politicizing it, but I'm old enough where you guys are. You guys, you guys should care less than your generation because you weren't around then. I can't even go on a plane. Seriously, it's sad if there's Saudi Arabia people on there. Uh, you know, if I could get off, I'd get off. Okay. I grew up during that time. You guys did, and you're glorifying these SOBs for making oh, money. Glorify? No, I'm, not, I'm not glorifying. I'm not glorifying. I'm simply saying. I have a really hard time ripping a golfer for taking a hundred million dollars. Dave, I've never, no one's ever waved a hundred million dollars in my face. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how I would react to that. I, it's so not in my I would, I would hope you were raised by your parents to think, you know, your parents grew up in my time. I would hope you realize you, no, wait a minute, people. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm taking money from a country. Do you know? I, money from a country. I could buy my parents a nice new boat. I, I could, I, you know what I could do? Speaking of my what parents, if I had $100 million, what I could do for my parents, they could both retire if they wanted. I could send them on a vacation yeah. to Europe. They've always wanted to do that. Well, a lot of money. Good, well, well, next time you go to New York City and you walk by, if you walk by Manhattan, you look up there going, yeah, thank you, Lib. I, I can now, I can now uh, buy my parents from, uh, some, a boat, a car, and an apartment while 3,000 people died in that building because of that country. Well, Sorry, but that's, I, I, that's like, and you know, it's, it's funny because I was at a meeting yesterday, and I sat with a guy, a veteran from the Army, who fought against you know, over there during that period of time. Mm-hmm. And I sat back going, damn, John, what you must have went through 
and to hear him talk about the, pe- the kids and people of today, and I asked him about golf. <laughs> Only to repeat what he had to say, but you know, you and you and cream corn in your generation. Ah, let him make the money, man. Let him make the money. You're, you're taking you're I know, you're, a little bit. I, I Dave, I no. I would love to talk to you more. I literally, I have a five minute break. Right, I'm gonna take and a three minute break. I gotta go. All right, bye. See you later, bye. Yeah, thanks, Dave. And I appreciate your thoughts. I agree with all that. It's just, Dave, you don't like hypocrites, right? You would speak out against hypocrites. I, I think I'd be a little hip, hypocritical to sit here. I live in my tiny little apartment. I don't make a ton of money. I make good money, but I don't. I'm not making. $50 million, and then all of a sudden Saudi Arabia comes to me and is like, hey, you want $150 million to come play in, in the live? I don't know what I'd do. I'd be a little bit of a hypocrite if I'm ripping these guys. I do got to take a break. Five minutes, and we're back on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Twitter at Wisco Grant. Mike Clemens going to be here at five thirty. Clemheads rejoice. Going to wrap OTAs and just get some of his takeaways, some of the things that he saw, some of the things that really jumped out to him over the last couple of days. Matt Lafleur and Jordan Love both doing their final media availabilities. So we can talk about what he heard, what he saw, and maybe some of the things that were different from when Aaron Rodgers was there. And obviously Rodgers attracts a crowd and and there's a mystique. And I think there's, uh, I don't know, there's just a buzz with Rodgers that isn't there with Jordan Love. Jordan Love could be incredible, right? He, he could be a top 10 quarterback his first year starting and he's still not going to get the amount of buzz that Aaron Rodgers would have got. So we can talk a little bit about some of the similarities and the differences, but some of those I think we'll probably be able to guess, even though that we weren't there. We're wrapping up the Brewers, and we still got to take one more break before 5 o'clock because the Brewers uh, went a little long, and our show started a little late. Corbin Burns was unbelievable last night. Freddie Peralta was really good uh, the other night as well. You know, we've spent so much time talking about starting pitching the last few years because post-2019, this team was really built on starting pitching. And I remember talking about Burns 2019, 2020, as he kind of started to figure it out, and we used to talk about how uh, I wanted Corbin Burns to hang out with Brent Suter. It's like, hang out with Brent Suter, cut a lot of the crap out of your routine, cut a lot of the overthinking, cut the 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 doing too much, and just get up there and rip. Because your stuff is the best. He's got some of the best stuff in baseball. He's able to throw every pitch. His cutter is one of the best pitches of, of any pitcher in baseball. Like, if you were drafting, you could have this guy's fastball. You could have Josh Hader's, you know, fastball. You could have... Corbin Burns cutter. Corbin Burns is that that pitch is probably a top five pick if you were drafting all the pitches of the best pitchers in baseball. Just get up there and rip, man. You got great stuff. Don't overthink it. So I, was, I was like, go hang out with Brent Suter. I want Freddie Peralta. I, I I don't know who I want him to hang out with, but he needs to he needs to channel his uh, toxic masculinity. That's my Freddie Peralta take. All right, he's super bubbly, super fun, happy go lucky guy. I just think there are some activities where men need to channel their toxic masculinity. Moving is one. Carrying boxes. You just need to you just need to put your head down and be stubborn and, and and channel toxic masculinity. Right? Moving. Maybe the best example. I think video games is another great example. You really need to be toxic and you really need to be aggressive. Like I want Freddie Peralta to go out there and attack guys and be angry and and, and channel just 
being a jerk, right? I think we need a little bit more of that. I think he's, you know, he's got a lot of fun, lighthearted. I want you to go out there and try to kill guys in a baseball sense. So as I watch Freddie Peralta and as we watch him over his next couple of starts, I just want to pay attention to his demeanor, the way that he's attacking guys or the way he's kind of going about his business. I think it's important. One last break before 6 o'clock or 5 o'clock, rather. Wisco Sports Show back after this. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank you. Now watch this drive. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. I'm so excited to talk to Mike Clemens. Clemheads, I can feel the buzz. I see it on Twitter. I see the text. Mike Clemens is going to join us to wrap up OTAs and share his thoughts, his takeaways. Coming up at 5.30. Talked a little bit of Brewers and then Live Golf was mentioned as well, which means Dave texted in. Cone Roller says this. Dave is the ultimate hypocrite, uh, saying 3,000 died in 9-11. One million people died of COVID and you hear nothing from Dave. Hmm. Well, that's where this debate is going to stop because I'm not wading into uh, any of those water. I'm not touching any of that. I'm not. You two duke that out on Twitter amongst yourselves. <laughs> Brewers lost today, which is a bummer because they lost on Monday. They took three or four from the Reds, but were left with that, you know, taste in our mouth for Monday where they got shut down by a lefty again. And then today their bullpen gives up a lead. Luis Urias, you know, botches a throw as he's known to do from time to time. I'm not saying they should get rid of Luis Urias. I understand he just got healthy. I would just rather take my lumps with Bryce Terang or some other younger player. Cause I feel like we're on the Luis Urias roller coaster. We have been for almost four years now. People don't realize it's almost been four years and we're all waiting for the roller coaster to take off and go up. And it just, I don't think it's going to folks. I just, I just don't think it's going to happen. This is the Wisco sports show. My name is Grant Bills. Uh, we can talk a little brewers. If you want to talk about game three, of the NBA finals, that was last night, whatever you want to talk about from now until five 30, when Mike Cummins joins the show, I'm down for Tony from Texas is called in yesterday. Tony, uh, you were just hanging out with Jermichael Finley. Thanks again for uh, bringing him onto the show. What a get. Yeah. Pretty awesome, right? It was good questions on the fly grant. Well, yeah, I got to ask him about there's a big tight end battle. Uh, Training camp's going to be electric to Guara and Luke Musgrave and Tucker Kratt. I mean, we got guys from North Dakota State and Cincinnati. It's going to be electric. He did not sound very high in Jaguar, though, did he? I guess South... Hold on, let me correct myself before someone else does. South Dakota. South Dakota. Was it SDSU or South Dakota? One of those, uh, wherever Tucker Crowley One of those Dan Dakota. Yeah, one of those Dakota states. Yeah, he didn't sound super high on Josiah Jaguara. And I guess why would you be? I don't know. It's not like he's done much. Well, hey, it was good to hear Dave today. You know, another day of a day of alive and calling is good. Mm-hmm. He's a national treasure. So just like Mike Clemens. Oh. Uh, tough Brewer loss. Um... You know, I'm with you on Terang, and I don't think they, I don't think they're going to make a move of Urias. I don't think they are. But you know, Delvin Cook did get get uh, cut today, right? He did. Yeah, so, Vikings move. Vikings I, have moved on up from a lot of those guys from the last couple of years. Linebackers and, and running back, they're getting younger and cheaper. 
How long has Cook been in the league? Six years, maybe? Oh, wow. which which draft was he? Oh, shoot. Seven years tops? Which is interesting because Aaron Jones came in, I believe, in 2013, uh, 14 or so. Aaron Jones? No, 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 not that long ago. No. Was he? Let's when did he see. come in? Well, I, I can only look 20, up so many drafts. 2015? So, college career, Dalvin Cook. Ba, 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 the, Jesus, Wikipedia. Can you make this harder for me? Uh, he, so, Dalvin Cook was the 2017 draft. I want to say Aaron Jones was 2016. Let me okay. check, check that. Jones draft. You're probably right because Eddie Lacy was that 2014 team. Yeah. Uh, he so was... you're probably right, right after Lacey. Oh, no, 2017. I guess they were Dalvin Cook and Aaron Jones were the same draft. Wow. Yeah, okay, so here's the point I'm trying to make with, with the football contracts. I know they get the money up front, and then the contract really doesn't really mean much. Mm-hmm. But Aaron Jones is going to stay at the Packers because he's taking these team-friendly deals. Unless his production totally drops off, the guy's going to keep playing, you know, yeah. a, a la Curtis Martin. Did with the Jets. I mean, Curtis Martin had his long career, and uh, with the Patriots and the Jets, I can see Aaron Jones doing that. I, I know we're not really getting the football too much today, but um, yeah, I, I thought that was interesting. Cook getting—he was a—he was a pain in the ass to the Packers. Man, he killed us. Remember that wind game a couple years ago in an empty Lambeau Field? I, that, that'll be my lasting memory of of Dalvin Cook. Yeah, Dalvin Cook. By the way, I just found this. This is from uh, Jason from Over the Cap. I don't remember his last name, but I saw this earlier and I had to scroll to find it. Dalvin Cook completed two years of his five-year, $63 million contract. Isn't that wild? There you go. And, and, that's, and that's, that happens all the time in the NFL, Tony. That's how it works. I know. It's the opposite of baseball. And, yes, I do remember that game because I go to every one game a year and I stay at the Lodge Kohler. And, of course, mm-hmm. they didn't let fans in. So we still went to the Lodge Kohler and watched it across the street. Isn't that like, wild? Like idiots. That's so, it's just idiots. So dumb. <laughs> so stupid. But we did it. Um, yeah, so we'll see what happens. And, you know, with the, with the NBA Finals, yeah, I was kind of surprised that the Nuggets did win Game 3. Maybe I'm thinking as a Bucks fan how tough Miami can be uh, at home. And they ended up, you know, the Heat ended up basically withering in the Heat. But I, I cannot stand that Michael Malone. This guy – what is he complaining about press boxes now or something or press rooms? Yeah. Let me play the clip. So this is, he just started complaining about the press room. He was talking about Christian Brown. And then this is the cut. It's only 10 seconds long. I have to give Christian a lot of love. I I felt his play. What a bad press room, by the way. I felt Christian Brown's play was fantastic. Did not look like a rookie. Does he have, does this guy have Tourette's or something? What's his deal? Well, he's got a lisp. That's not the same as Tourette's. Those are two very different things. I So I actually think that he's got a point because you could hear the crowd. I think his complaint, and I read some tweets of people who were there. The press room, I guess, is right next to the tunnel. So it's the Heat fans are right outside, and I guess they were chanting and making noise. The problem is the way he said, well, what a bad press room. Like, he played it so poorly. It was so awkward. Like, if, if you're trying to, like, work through – fan noise like laugh it off a little bit like man could they have made this press room any any louder but he came across so awkward and he's already had a couple comments in post-game pressers that people have been annoyed by so i I don't know i think people are a little annoyed by michael hey speaking of annoyed our guy cone roller with false information about chris paul i thought he had some good inside information there from phoenix well well i think a lot of people thought they thought chris haynes was a reliable source well, I was going by Cone Roller reporting in Phoenix, Arizona on the Grant Bills show as a legitimate source. Standing on a corner in Phoenix, Arizona. Such a fine, 
site to see. No, Chris probably Haynes, to, jumped the gun because it sounds like they, they might release him, but they, they never officially did. So Chris Haynes, I think he jumped the gun. I don't put that on Cohn. Okay. And, and lastly, I do want to talk about the, the Badgers here and, and, and both the football and the basketball programs because sure. we got the I-94 Classic that's now coming to, to Madison next year. And we're having a redivision of the – are we getting the legends and leaders back? I mean, what, what's going on here with these divisions? What, what's the big hub-pub with this? Why, why are we talking about I this? I miss the legends and the leaders, first of all, and I'm going to let that 94 comment roll right off my back because I know you're trolling me and I'm not going to take the bait. By the way, yeah. uh, our friend Zach Heilprin putting this out, and, and this is through Brett McMurphy, but I saw it because of Zach. Big 10 2024 conference schedule. So see, these are some of the matchups. Michigan at USC, Ohio State at UCLA, Iowa at USC. I think the one I'm most excited about is UCLA at Iowa. That's going to look weird on the – that's going to be fun. I'm excited for that. So basically it's like the old Rose Bowls. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, actually. It's kind of cool. It's kind of fun. I I guess USC is going to Happy Valley. They'll play in Penn State, so that would be kind of – Cool. I'm, I'm if anything, it. we can go. We can go to LA. Call up Cone. He can drive over to LA, and we'll go watch UCLA play. We can. Uh, we can truly get to the bottom of uh, dust versus uh, rust, or whatever that rust versus dust, or whatever the hell debate he started yesterday. Yes. Yeah. Hey, Grant. And full disclosure, I did not watch the NBA Finals last night. Uh, I watched a little bit. I had I had band practice, so I was driving home. I didn't get home until like nine thirty. Um, Understood. I was watching the big Vanderpump Rules reunion on Bravo. When did everyone start watching Bravo? It's all I see on Twitter is tweets about Vanderpump Rules. Well, it is Pride Month, so I get—I don't know. I've been watching for years. Jesus, I know you have. I see your tweets. Oh, whatever. <laughs> well, cheers to Vanderpump Rules. We'll talk a little basketball. All right, hey, this going, say, 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 tell Mike Clem I'm a big fan. Tony from Texas, big fan of his work. I will tell him that you called him a national treasure. He will get a kick out of that. Yes. Appreciate him and Dave from Monona. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Grant. See ya. Tony from Texas, big fan of Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, what did Tony say that he was surprised the Nuggets won last night? I I mean, I, I don't want to say I was surprised. If he would have won last night, I would have said, yep, that tracks. The Heat have been winning games despite a talent deficit, and they've been defending home court. Like, it's, it wouldn't have been anything new if the Heat had won last night. And then the Nuggets won, and I... I kind of walk away from the Nuggets win last night thinking, okay, yep, yep, th- we've been waiting for this. We've been waiting for, for weeks now for the better team, the more talented team, to beat the Heat in a seven-game series. And it hasn't happened yet, but you play enough seven-game series. These are such large sample sizes of, of games and competitions. Eventually, the better team is going to win. And I, I think we're starting to trend towards that. Like, remember when the Packers went on a run in 2016? They beat the Giants at Lambeau in round one. That was the Randall Cobb-Hail Mary game. And then they went to Dallas and they beat the Cowboys. That was the throw to Jared Cook. And you're like, man, this Packers team, they figured it out. They started four and six, and then they ran the table, and and they're really hot. And they're not very good, but, man, they, they got something going on. And then they got to Atlanta, and you're like, oh, there it is. There's We've been waiting for the other shoe to drop. We've been waiting for the talented team to finally beat Green Bay because they've been getting by on Mojo and getting by on Aaron Rodgers magic. And then eventually the bottom fell out. And I feel like we might be in that spot with Miami. But then again, I've thought that a couple of times. Like I thought that after game two of the Heat Bucks series, and that was weeks ago. That was back in April. So I don't know. Not surprised that the Nuggets won. Maybe the beginning of the end of the Heat, maybe. Or maybe 
just a bump in the road, and the Heat will come back, and they'll win game four, and then they'll go to Denver and win game five. Who knows? Let's go back to the phone, 608-796-2558. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? This would be Derek. Derek, what's going on? Where are you calling from, Derek? Trempolo. Derek, and oh, I love Trempolo. We don't have a Trempolo caller, Derek. boy, t- take over. Represent Trempolo. What's going on? Well, I'm going to try to. I'm 36, so my voice is terrible. It's okay. Um, Steve Winona. Yeah. Love the guy. Love the guy. I do, too. I get a kick out of him. He was talking about Saudi and the Live Golf Tournament. Uh-huh. Then, then Mr. Cornhole from Texas calls up and brings up COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Two different things. Yeah. That's what totally I said. I'm like, different. I'm going to let you guys duke that one out. I think Cone, I exactly. Think Cone's, Cone's pushing his buttons, you, I think. You run a tight ship there, buddy. I appreciate your show. I love it. But, yeah, Dave, love him. He was right on. He was right on. Yeah, I... I just, you're correct. It's easy for me to say I would never do that to my country. I would never do that to my sport. But, I, but I've never had someone offer me that much money. That's, that's the struggle with this, you know? Okay, that's where I have to agree with you, sir. Okay. If somebody gave me a $100 million check, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm on a ship, and I'm, yeah. I'm flying over or doing something. I don't know. Morons. I mean, if you want to stick it to the Saudis, take, you know, $50 of that $100 million they give you and spend it on Toby Keith CDs. Stick it to well, them. that's out. what I mean. Beat them at their I'll own game. your $100 million, and I'll be happy. Yeah. Like you said, I'm going to, my parents are going to retire and everything. Yeah. But yeah, props to Dave. Um, not so much for Cornhole Boy. Wow. So we have one for Dave, not so much for Corn. Well, thank you, Derek. Call back sometime. Enjoy Tremplo. It's a beautiful night. You're you're very welcome. Thanks for uh, dealing with my voice. No, you sound great. We have much worse voices on this show. Thank you, Derek. Appreciate it. Don't be a don't be a stranger to the show now. Now that we know your voice, now that we know your name, we're gonna have to hear from you again. And Dave has backup. Uh, Brett in Tosa says, uh, "Can I call?" Yeah, we've we've lost structure in the show, Brett. We are uh, going between basketball and baseball and the Packers. We're gonna we're gonna land on the Packers eventually. We're gonna stick the landing at five thirty and wrap up OTAs with Mike Clemens. Uh, but in the meantime, we're bouncing around. I figured at some point the NBA finals would come up. Yeah. Mike Malone. So a couple weeks ago, Mike Malone was mad during the Western conference finals. And he made a point in one of his pressers that, you know, why are we talk about the Lakers? The Lakers season is done. My team is the one who advanced. We should be talking about the nuggets. It's like, okay, but like, that's not really how TV works. You know what I mean? Like you don't watch Fox news or CNN or MSNBC. And you're like, what, the border? What, why are they talking about the border? That's so far from my house. Let's talk about the city council meeting. They're voting to, to put up a new statue downtown. That's what impacts my life. Yeah, but that's not how the news works, right? Give me something sexy. Give me something shiny. And ESPN, all these big TV networks, they're the exact same. Talking about Christian Brown's swingman minutes, that's not going to pull a number. You know what's going to pull a number? Will LeBron James... Try to get Kyrie Irving this offseason? And is Anthony Davis on the move? That's that's interesting. That's sexy. That's got some shine. The Nuggets, when the finals start, we've been talking about the Nuggets, right? We've been talking about the Nuggets plenty. I don't know. And then last night, this is weird. I have to give Christian a lot of love. I, I felt his play, what a bad press run, by the way. I felt Christian Brown's play was fantastic. 
Did not look like a rookie. What a bad press room, by the way. Like, okay, I can hear the crowd in the background because I, I got headphones on. I like, I could hear it. You probably maybe can't hear it through your car speakers or however you're listening. It is loud. Sounds like Heat fans are right up against the walls making noise. But, man, deal with it. You, you sound really pissy and you make me uncomfortable. You make me feel very uncomfortable. What a bad press room. I have to give Christian a lot of love. I, I felt his play. What a bad press room, by the way. Okay. Um, <laughs> I love it when football coaches and when basketball coaches get frustrated with the media about about questions that are asked. Like earlier this week, we had Eric Spolstra get mad at Ramona Shelburne for some reason. That's the untrained eye that, that says something like that. That's the, that's the most pretentious thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, this is probably oversimplifying things, but sometimes when, when teams play against Jokic, you, you turn him into a scorer, you turn him into a passer, and he controls the game. You, he only had four assists tonight. Yeah, that, that, that's ridiculous. You know, it's just... That's the untrained eye that, that says something like that. I know there's gamesmanship there, because he's... He doesn't want to come out and say, yeah, our whole idea was to shut down Jokic as a passer, right? So he's kind of deflecting, but pretentious. It's pretty pretentious for someone whose career started in the film room. I thought he was supposed to have humble beginnings. What happened there? What happened there? I'm trolling, of course. I like when basketball coaches and when football coaches get mad at the media. Because Matt LaFleur does what? He does two press conferences a week, three press conferences a week. Man, Craig Council speaks to the media three times a day. Three times a day. And he's getting asked a lot of the same questions over and over again. Hey, how's Luis Urias' injury coming along? Hey, why won't you use this reliever when you're trailing? Hey, what's with the reverse splits of this guy? Hey, why is Joey Weimer in the ninth spot? And Council's like, none of this matters. We play 162 games. This is all small potatoes. And he talks to the media when they get to the ballpark, during batting practice, talks to him before the game in the dugout, talks to him after. And that's every day for 162 days. 162 games. Craig Council's doing that. Baseball managers are doing that. And what a bad press room. And Craig Council's doing media scrums after the game in some little office in the bowels of a stadium at 10 p.m. It's, it's a broom closet. Craig Council's doing a press conference in there. What a bad press room. Man, basketball and football coaches. They couldn't hack it. Major League Baseball, I tell you what. Let's talk to Brett in Tosa. Wrap up the Brewers talk with one of our best Brewers callers. What's going on, Brett? Hey, Grant. Was that the game today? Um, always frustrating when your bullpen blows a late lead, but I... I wanted to call in because I disagree with, with a couple things um, yeah. that you've talked about here. So yeah. first, if you know if you're gonna if anyone if, if any fan's gonna focus on the you got to look at the big picture in a baseball season because it's course. gonna get too wrapped up in a in a single game you're gonna go crazy. So I, there's no negativity from me right now. I mean this to to take a series against Baltimore who I think has the third best record in baseball. Yeah. Um, to take three out of four against a really good Reds team. I mean, yes, it's always frustrating when your bullpen blows a lead, but I think they have the opportunity to have a 10-game stretch here that at the end of the year we look back at this stretch and say this is why this team won the division because yeah. they're playing very good right now. Yeah, and they're riding hot streak. I love that we get a Joey Weimer hot streak. Like we've been, we've been going through the growing pains with these young guys. It's such a rewarding feeling for fans to now see this guy have a great week and a couple great games. And I can only imagine how happy and, and how rewarding this has been for Joey Weimer. It is a bummer, right? Because the, the taste in our mouth is left in the last game of the series. So that sucks with the Reds and sucks today. What do we think about Luis Urias? Cause I like, they need every quality player they can, can have 
right? Luis Urias has been hurt, and everyone's been hurt, and they've been struggling for, for bodies. I just wonder what the end game is with Luis Urias. Like, what, what are we hoping that he becomes? What does he realistically become? Is this it? I, I don't know, because that throwing error, of course, now Luis Urias is in the front of my mind, and I'm sure a lot of Brewers fans' minds today. Yeah, I mean, the throwing error, he, he was just trying to make a play. He probably didn't really have much of a chance there, so he, he tried to make a play. It, it is what it is. Um, that was the other thing I disagree with you on. And I, I'm not a huge Urias guy. Um, he was really he was a frustrating player last year, and then he got really hot at the end of the season to kind of save his campaign. But I, and I know you you didn't say that we needed DFA him, but um, I did not. No, Cole mentioned it. Lacroix has been on that for over a year. Listen, Luis Urias is above average baseball player. He's been that the last two years. Um, batting average is not. Sorry, it's not not what's prevalent in the game anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, he has two options left, so designating him for assignment is it's not even in it's not even in the conversation. So um, the frustrating thing with him for me is now this is two years in a row where he gets hurt at the start of the year and he's playing catch up and he's clearly he's clearly not ready. I mean, he was hitting like 150 in AAA, and it's going to take him some time to to get yeah. going again. As far as your take on Terang, listen, I called in probably a week and a half ago and said, I didn't think Terang should go down. Owen Miller stole his job. So they kind of had to. Yeah. Um, Luis Urias gives the Brewers a better chance to win baseball games than Bryce Terang. I mean, it, I, Urias is going to have at least four to six weeks here to try to give, give him, get himself going. And if not, then, then maybe there's a discussion to be had if he's a utility player, but he's, he's not going anywhere. Sure. I'm not asking again. I, and this is me reacting after a game that was very frustrating, of course. So, like, the the hot take guy in me wants to be like, God, I'm so sick of Luis Urias and, and riding all the ups and downs of them over the years. But at the end of the day, they just took two or three. They're getting a, a, an important uh, cornerstone player. Not cornerstone like Burns or Yelich, but an, an important piece who's been a, a foundation piece of their infield and, and some of the lineup choices that they make. So, no, and, I, I, I well, never said DFA. Put and, that on Cone. Direct it to Cone. Yeah, and I mean, like you you mentioned that Weimer Weimer looks better. Um, Adamus is back. You've got Miley coming back next weekend. Supposedly, Lower in his bullpen is throwing five miles an hour harder than he was before. We like that. So I mean, and Woody Woody's still a month month out. But if you take care of business against Oakland this weekend, I mean, like I said, we're like four games out of the best record in the NL. I, we're going to win this division. I'm I'm riding high right now after beating up in the Orioles. So let's let's keep going and let's get the one seat. Screw it. I'm, the division's over. Mark it down. Lock it up in pen. Hey, Brett, I got to take a break. I'm glad I got you in before we move on to Mike Clemens. I appreciate you. Thanks for the call. Thanks, Brett. Brett in Tosa. Live post ballpark experience. He was at the game today. Let's take a three-minute break. You know, tie everything together in a nice bow, and then we'll get to Mike Clemens to wrap up the show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. We're going to get to Mike Clemens here in about 10 minutes. I told him, hey, Mike, we. We push back your appearance just a few. I know I told you 5.30, but the, the phones are hot, okay? Dave referenced 9-11, and Cone said we're DFAing Urias, okay? And I'm dealing with the aftermath. That's basically, actually, that's going to be 
that's going to be the summary when I post the podcast tonight and I have to type in the title. It's going to say, Cone says we should DFA Urias. Dave talks about 9-11. That's, that, actually, that actually sums up the show pretty well. Damn it. Uh, I don't want to DFA Urias. I just, I got a little emotional at the beginning of the show. I said, I know I shouldn't do this. I know I shouldn't do this. I know I shouldn't do this, but I'm going to do it. I'm a little sick of Luis Urias. We've been watching this guy the last couple of years. I got a tweet here from Mike. And Mike, you're probably mostly right. Uh, he says, at Wisco Grant, really? Luis Urias hate? Roller coaster. Guy is 26 years old, was hurt last year, and had 23 home runs the previous year. I mean, he's no Mike Brasso. Look, no, no one, who's stumping for Mike Brasso? I'm not on my Mike Brasso soapbox here. I, I just, I feel like we're riding the roller coaster a little bit. And don't tell me it's not a roller coaster. Luis Urias is not Mr. Consistent. Okay, don't try to sell me that. I just, and maybe I'm expecting too much. Maybe in my mind, Luis Urias was this this guy bought in too young and we're waiting for him to go to the moon when Luis is maybe not a, a stock. He's a savings bond. It's like, hey, here's a guy who can play second base. He can play third. He can play short in a pinch. Maybe not the best defensively, but he's certainly not the worst. He can hit with some power. He can get hot and, and be in a nice above average infielder. If that's my standard for Urias, as Brett said it should be, okay, well then actually he falls nicely within that bucket, and he just got healthy. 100%, he's working his way back. I understand that. I think I'm putting previous frustrations with Luis Urias on him now, and that's not fair after he missed all this time. So I'll, I'll back up, hand up accountability. This is the number one accountability sports show in the state of Wisconsin. All right. All right. I'll accept that. 608-796-2558. call before we take a break and get to Mike. Uh, Daniel Madison has rebranded. Uh, he wants to go by his nickname, uh, that his friends and family have given him, and, and everyone has that right on this show, rebrand at any time. Darnell the Chump in Madison. What's going on, Darnell? It's it's very funny to hear that. I was going to um, say, is that coming also, out of my mouth? Is that everything we want? We wanted? Yeah. It, it, I'll, I'll tell you what, Grant, it, it's refreshing. Good. Because it's like, it's like you know, you're, 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 now, you're now in the inner inner circle, you know? You're calling me by my, by my real name now, so... Uh, that's, that's kind of funny. Anyways, um, I think as far as the Brewers go with like Luis Arias versus Bryce Terang versus their plethora of infielders that sometimes don't hit the mark. Mm -hmm. I think as a, as an organization, you really have to play the upside card. Okay. Right. Like at least if, if I'm running an organization, which I'm not, but if I'm, I'm looking at it, I'm looking at who's got the upside and playing at the major league level, is this going to help said upside, like translate into wins down the road in the season or down the road as as an organization? Because we've got control over these guys for years and years now, right? Yeah. So for for Bryce Terang, I mean, he was playing Gold Glove defense. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then really making spectacular plays, but he wasn't hitting at all. Well, and, 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 and again, hand up, and I don't mean to cut you off, but hand up. I will be accountable to this. I said something in the first half of the show that was probably incorrect. I said I would rather I would rather fight through the growing pains with Bryce Terang than go through the Luis Urias experience. And that was very, it was very childish of me, Darnell. I, I, what I should say is, hey, this team is in first place of a division that's very winnable in a National League that's wide open. Okay, and you don't get a chance to contend every year when you're the Milwaukee Brewers. They have a chance this year. 
So we need to play our better players and win as many games as possible. That's what I should have said. Hand up. I would like to retract my comment about preferring Terang to Urias. So there, I had to I had to write that wrong. Well, and, and the, the funny thing is, I, I probably would end up favoring Terang as well. It's just simply because I think that down the road, and not, I'm not saying we should DFA Urias. I'm just saying I, I don't, I'm kind of against the move of Terang back down to the minors just because I think that if you stick with some of these guys, like they stuck with Weimer because of his ridiculous defense in center field. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he started well, figuring something out. Well, right? and, and with Garrett Mitchell's injury, I don't know that they had a better option. I, I think that was a big factor in that as well. And look, Urias is back. All of a sudden, they have an option in Durang run right down. You know what I mean? Like, if Garrett Mitchell all of a sudden came back and was ready to go again, I'm not saying they would send Joey Weimer back down, especially now that, that he's hitting the way that he is. But a part of the reason he's playing in center field every day is because they kind of need him to. They do. I mean, and that's, and then now, is, is Tyrone Taylor hurt again? Uh, Did I hear something about God, I forgot about Tyrone Taylor. Um, that's a, <laughs> like, that's a I, great I question. I, I is he? He must be. Tyrone Taylor. I think I heard that in a broadcast like yesterday or the day before, and it was, they were like, yeah, Ty, Tyrone Taylor, Weimer's out there because Tyrone's hurt again. I was like, yeah. what? Yeah. Tyro Taylor is on the 10-day IL retroactive to June 2nd, so a little bit less than a week ago. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that now. He went, there was a bunch of moves at once. They put Darren Ruff on the injured list, Tyrone Taylor, and then they recalled John Singleton and Blake Perkins. So, yep, that's that's right. I remember that now. Yeah. It's, I mean, they know better than me, and they know better than you, right? Don't we speak like to for think me. We know. But, yeah, they do. <laughs> they do. I have, I, I have to speak. I have to speak for all of us supposed experts that are actually, you know, we, we, we form our opinions based off of reports and articles and stuff that we read. Craig Council and the front office of the Brewers make decisions based on what they see in-game and during practice and batting sessions and pitching sessions and all that. So yeah. they've got all this information that we don't have, you know. And, I mean, you just got to trust it, right? And that, that's what I'm going to have to do. Like, it, it's not always going to be pretty, right? But I think I don't know who the last caller was, but you got to take it. You got to take it as a general, right? You can't get up and down with each game. Yeah. Otherwise, your season's going to suck. Yeah. Yeah. If if you look at the forest and not the individual trees this week, it's been an awesome week. They took three of four from the Reds, and they almost swept the Orioles. They ended up with two out of three, but that's still terrific, especially considering where we were a week ago or two weeks ago. Darnell, I'm going to move on. I appreciate your call, and I'm all about this rebranding uh, and the name change. I love it. Sounds good. Thanks, Grant. Yeah, have a good one. That is uh, our guy, Darnell the Chump. Uh, I am with you about Bryce Terang. You said, uh, not sure that I wanted to see him go down, right? But Luis Urias is, is, well, he's the professional, right? He's been playing at the major league level now for a couple of years, and I think maybe I got a little... Not emotional, but maybe a little reactive. And I got a little carried away when I said, well, I'll, I'll take the ups and downs with Bryce Terang rather than deal with whatever Luis Urias and, and that experience is. Well, that's just wrong. Because the Brewers are in first place, a winnable division, a National League that's pretty wide open. Like, the Mets spent a bunch of money. They haven't really figured it out yet. The Padres, the Phillies signed Trey Turner. They've been disappointing up until this point. So, of course, the Dodgers are great and the Braves are great. There's a lot of good teams in the National League, but it's not like there's three or four juggernauts that just look unbeatable. 
So throwing away games to play Bryce Terang is is not the correct thing to do. I also wonder what's best for Bryce Terang. If it's best for him to be in the majors and play sparingly, play every other day, pinch hit, be a defensive replacement, if that's beneficial for him and his development, okay. If it's beneficial for him to develop and to get better by playing every day in AAA, great. I want what's better for him because that's ultimately in the long term what's best for the Brewers. So if he's going to be stunted by being in AAA just by playing every day, then I want him up here, even if he's playing sparingly. And if the inverse is true, and again, I don't know this. This is what I would ask Craig Council, or this is what I would ask members of the Brewers organization if I was there covering. It's like, what's best for Bryce's development? How does he take the next step? Right? Is it better for him to play every day in AAA? Or is it better for him to be up here playing sparingly? You know, every other day, every three days, getting some pinch hit at bats, defensive replacements. Right? Like, I, I, I truly wonder. I, I don't know what's better, playing sparingly in the majors or playing every day in the minors. I think it would be some sort of major league experience. But then again, maybe the Brewers don't want to play him that much. And they were only playing him every day because Luis Urias wasn't available. Right? See if we got any texts. Duck in Holman says, this will never do you wrong. What would WWBTDD, what would Bill the Thrill do? Yeah, Bill, Bill the Thrill, Michael. You're talking about... Doug says, should I call in with woke movement arguments? We didn't, what, 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 what came up that was woke? I mean, Dave brought up 9-11 because of live. And then Cohn brought up COVID. I don't, that's not woke. That's just current events the last couple of years. I'm not debating 9-11 and COVID. That's for Cohn and Dave to do on Twitter on their own time. Let's take a five-minute break. We'll come back, continue the Wisco Sports Show after this. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Yeah, I think it's a great learning experience, and you'd rather have that happen in practice than out in a game. And um, certainly, there's going to be those moments, but it is for every quarterback. And it's certainly, I think, when you when you talk about the situation, you're talking about a two minute end of game, no timeouts. Sometimes you're you're a little bit more aggressive, and sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. And so I think you just have to go through those experiences and and try to learn from them and get better from them, both when they're good and and obviously when they're bad. Sports show that is the voice of Packers coach Matt LaFleur. Jordan Love made some wobbly throws. Was asked about those wobbly throws, and he didn't really want to talk about it. Matt LaFleur maybe defending his quarterback just a little bit. Mike Clements, our guy in Green Bay, our boots on the ground, was there to see all these practices and, of course, to speak with uh, Matt LaFleur as well, the Packers coach. Mike Clements, welcome, Mike back, Clements, to the welcome show. back to the show. Thank you, Grant. I've been at uh, Green Bay now the last couple of days. I've been holed up in my office, cutting audio, and uh, getting a good look at Jordan Love, Packers quarterback, out of Utah State, going into his fourth year, but his first year as the Packers starter. He did make some wobbly throws, and Matt LaFleur really going out of his way to defend the guy after not a great practice. I think he's trying to keep down drama you know, Grant, I, I just don't think he wants any more headlines on this kid because he's just a kid and he's taking over for, as Aaron Rodgers would say, maybe the best player in franchise history and, and a first ballot Hall of Famer. Maybe created an awkward environment trying to avoid that as 
much as possible. Yeah, I completely know what you mean, Mike. And it's an awkward environment for everybody because we don't want to judge Jordan Love before we've had a chance to see him as the full-time starter and and really get a, a good glimpse at what he's like, you know, week after week because you need to make adjustments from one week to the next. A spot start in Kansas City or a couple of reps, say, in Philadelphia, it's not really representative fully of of uh, of what a starting quarterback is in the league. Yeah, you're you're right about that, Grant. Uh, but I, I think we've we've got to look at him in practice over three years, and a spot start in Kansas City. You know, that's the kind of high pressure situation you're going to need to be put in as a starting quarterback week after week, right? And and you're not going to get to have one start and then weeks and weeks and weeks to break it down as Jordan Love did. I assume, and, you know, we're talking about. 2020 when Aaron Rodgers uh, had to miss the game because of COVID, of course. Now, I talked to Matt LaFleur in his final press availability of OTAs, uh, talked a lot about some of the lesser-named wide receivers. And granted, you know I I love the no-name guy. I like to dig deep and find the story on the Packers roster. But the other day, the press conference was ruled by the bigger-name wide receivers, Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson, and even Samari Toure. So I asked Matt LaFleur, how much has Watson and Toure improved during OTAs in year two now with Jordan Love as the starter? I think both of those guys have done an outstanding job. You know, Christian, certainly you can feel his speed out there. And just where he is at in terms of his knowledge of the offense is, is night and day. He, he is a real leader in that room and does an outstanding job. And um, Samari's had his moments and we got to continue to build upon those and, and become more and more consistent along the way. But he's a guy that we definitely have high hopes for. And he, he has the things that the, the tools necessary that you look for in terms of being able to separate, he has them in his body. He possesses those. So, um, you know, it's just continuing to get more and more reps. You know, Mike, I, I've said a lot on this show, and I, I believe it. He's spry. Every time I see him take the field, he's just he's spry. There's something there. And maybe it's a consistency issue. Uh, maybe it's a reps issue because, obviously, he, he wasn't the first or second wide receiver taken in his own draft. And the Packers now have you know added Jaden Reed to the roster and a couple new tight ends. So maybe it's just a reps issue. Maybe it's a, an opportunity issue. But... I buy a lot of stock in Samari Toure. Well, what do you think of it? And what have you seen from him in, in training camp number two now, or I guess OTA's number two? Yeah, great. You know, Samari Toure, uh, age now 25. He went in the seventh round, pick number 258 uh, in last year's draft. Only five receptions in his rookie season. But, of course, we all remember that touchdown he caught in Buffalo. He played his college football at Montana people forget, before transferring to Nebraska, where he really popped in the Big Ten and had some nice moments against your Wisconsin Badgers. I think it was maybe an opportunity issue, of course, but I also think, Grant, you know, being around the facility and in the Hudson Center and being in the locker room, I don't know if him and Aaron Rodgers were always on the same page. I don't know if they saw eye-to-eye, and I don't know if that's necessarily a Samari Toure issue. I don't know that Aaron Rodgers and and any of the younger wide receivers really hit it off last year, certainly not until later into the season. So I think in year two, new opportunities, more opportunities certainly for Samari Toure. And I don't know if you've noticed, Grant, but Matt LaFleur has gone out of his way to mention Samari Toure quite a few times throughout OTAs. So if that bodes well, we could be in for some, I think, exciting Samari Toure moments throughout the summer. 
mini camp, which starts soon, and, and of course, into the season and beyond. Yeah, you're absolutely right, and we followed along with what Matt LaFleur has had to say about Samari Toure, and I, of course, find a way to retweet it as constantly as I can. Mike Clemens joining us in air quotes, Mike Clemens. Mike Clemens on Twitter, at Mike Clemens NFL. So, Mike, we were talking a little bit about, you know, Matt LaFleur and maybe the way he's defended Jordan Love. You know, Jordan Love has made some bad throws. Matt LaFleur quick to throw cold water on any of the, the, the questions or the complaints maybe about the performance of his first year starting quarterback and his performance in OTAs. Uh, I know you spoke with Jordan Love. What was that like? How has he handled himself at the podium? Well, Grant, he's obviously no Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to attract a big scrum. And, you know, he's maybe not going to talk about ayahuasca uh, and trips to the Peruvian jungle and Machu Picchu and dating, uh, 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 excuse me, it's been a while since I've seen the film. I believe she was in The Hunger Games. Uh, Shailene Woodley, that's correct. Uh, Jordan Love, though, had some nice comments about what the offense was working on and in training camp and what they were drilling on. I asked him, what did the offense work on? What was your focus over the last couple of days at OTAs? Um, say just the consistency of routes, the receivers, what they're doing. Um, I think everybody's just doing a better job of we're learning in the meetings and we're going out there and doing it on the field, but everybody's doing a great job of just taking all the coaching points and making them work on the field right now. Mike, I say all the time, whether it's about NBA players or NFL wide receivers, Devontae Adams is a great example. Consistency makes a superstar, right? There's so much talent in all these professional sports leagues. And any guy can go off on any given night. Any, any guy can go off for a season, right, and have a great season. Who can do it every week? Who can do it every night? Who can I rely on for consistent numbers and consistent performance? That's what really separates the men from the boys. And I think that's what Jordan Love and these younger wide receivers and and new tight ends are going to have to realize this year. It's not just about making a splash play here and there. You need to be counted on week in and week out to be consistent. Yeah, Grant, I I can speak to that. And let me tell you a story from, story from 2011. Uh, James Jones is on the Packers, and I was having a meal at Brett Favre's Steakhouse at the time. It is now closed and, and open for development. But I was at Brett Favre's Steakhouse, and I ordered the porterhouse, medium rare, and I look over my shoulder, and who do I see but James Jones coming in. And I don't know if he was with a friend or, or a family member. And, I, you know, we, we're friendly. I see him in the locker room. So I wave hello, and he comes over. Now, James, how's the season going so far? You're putting up some nice statistics. Aaron Rodgers looking like he's well on his way to an MVP, one of the finer offenses in the NFL. And James told me something, Grant, that I'll never forget. He said, you know, I'm having an okay season, and I've had a, had a good game here and there, but I expect more consistency out of myself, Grant, or, uh, Mike. And, and that's always stuck with me. And I've watched Packers wide receivers through a lens of consistency, and consistency is – Really what makes a superstar, Grant? I think we agree, and, and I've never forgotten that experience at Brett Favre Steakhouse all those years ago. You know, it's funny. I, I could tell you stories. We could fill an entire show with stories from Brett Favre Steakhouse or Kroll's. Oh, Grant, and I had a butter burger at Kroll's last week. Oh, I bet you, Mike. I, I, unfortunately, we're running out of time. Uh, are we going to be able to talk with you next week? I know minicamp is getting underway, and we're certainly going to have a lot to discuss. Yeah. Uh, yes, I'm actually sleeping outside the facility. Uh, I rented an Airstream camper as to not miss anything. So I'm going to be here days in advance. I'm actually not even leaving. 
Uh, I'm sleeping right outside. I'm eating canned food as to avoid. I'm not even sleeping, Grant. Uh, and that way I don't miss anything. Uh, I'm staying awake. I, I actually sleep when I blink. And that's about it because that's how I'm dedicated uh, to not only the Bill Michaels show and, and the morning show over the line, but to the Wisco Sports Show. And Grant, I haven't told you in a while, but you're just doing a bang-up job hosting. And I love coming on. Oh, thanks, Mike. You know that we love having you and all the Clem heads out there. They're big fans. So I'll look forward to talking to you next week. Yeah, you got it, Grant. Anytime. There he goes. That's Mike Clemens. Totally Mike Clemens. We didn't have a change of plans, and and he did not cancel. We went through with the hit that I was promoting for an hour and a half before it started. Let's take a three-minute break. We'll come back. Wrap up the Wisco Sports Show next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show my name is grant bills thanks again to mike clements uh totally didn't we were we were going to talk to mike at 5 30 and nothing came up it's mike didn't have a conflict we didn't reschedule that was totally mike clements you heard on the phone uh and a good breakdown of, of his coverage and what he's seen at ota we're actually gonna have mike on next week uh because what is it not training camp i need to print out the schedule uh next week we're gonna talk uh mini camp mini camp of course not training camp, mini camp, of course. I think it's mandatory mini camp next week. So we'll connect with Mike. Uh, sorry to the Clem heads. I was trying to play both parts. Uh, Wiss Texan Texan. He says, what the heck was that? Grant versus Grant? That wasn't Mike Clemens. Were you reading a transcript for some part? Uh, no, I was making it up, and that's probably why it sounded like a disaster. Although, I thought Mike, um, <clears throat> yeah, Mike, it was totally Mike. I thought Mike made some great, great points uh, about Samari Toure's development. And what a great story and an insightful story uh, of an encounter he had at Brett Favre's Steakhouse back in 2011. Of course, now it's not Brett Favre's Steakhouse anymore. Uh, they tore it down, uh, cashed out the money for the property, and gave it to poor people uh, in Mississippi as reparations. Uh, that's a joke. I actually don't know what happened to Brett Favre's Steakhouse. It's been years since I've even been to Green Bay, and that's why we talked to Mike Clements, of course, and totally that was the real one. Uh, we'll actually... We'll talk to him next week. Tomorrow, you never want to miss a Friday show. Uh, I'm going to be broadcasting live in Madison at WOZN because, uh, well, I'll tell you tomorrow. We'll talk tomorrow. No Brewer game tonight, so maybe we'll talk more about the Packers tomorrow. Uh, we'll give the Brewers a little bit of a rest. Maybe we'll talk some basketball as well. Thank you for listening tonight. Enjoy. It's beautiful outside. Go enjoy your Thursday night without the Brewers. Go outside, touch some grass. Be back tomorrow for talk to you then.